Hey, it's Simon. And this is Martina. And we're broadcasting out of Kichijoji, the balmiest part of Japan. It's very windy. It's lovely. It mm-hmm. feels like the almost spring, that right. time period where it's winter, but mm-hmm. the ume blossoms have just started to come out and the air has like a laced cinnamon smell to Whenever it. Whenever we come home oh. from any bike ride, right at the edge of our driveway, mm. our neighbor's garden kind of peeks over and creeps into it. And you just stop there and you just get a huge full whiff Mm -hmm. of that cinnamon scent from the ume trees. It's just, it's such a lovely time of year here in Japan. I never knew that ume blossoms or cherry blossoms had a smell. Mm -hmm. Um, I have to say, I do think I prefer the ume blossom. I think that they smell sweeter. Yep. Probably because a plum is technically sweeter than a cherry, don't you think? What? I don't know. Why do you ask me these what questions? Kind of questions. I'm bamboozled. <laughs> like sour cherries versus like a sweet plum. Or is it a sour plum and a sweet cherry? Ah. Okay, that's not the topic for today. Mm-hmm. The topic that we're going to discuss today <laughs> is much deeper. Yes, it's not about smells. identity. Mm-hmm. Who are you? Who am I? Where are we all okay, from? Explain. Okay, so we read the comments to our videos often and we answer them often, often. It's like all <laughs> Every the time day and all the time we Every literally majority of the people that i've spoken with yeah. online i've spoken with with my pants at my ankles taking a dump oh ducky Come i on. i mean not like in person <laughs> not like a hold on everyone i'm a curl whenever i hear share this thought with but you. whenever i answer not me com- by the way i'm usually in bed usually i'm waking okay. up or i'm going to sleep or i'm on a train so in our barcelona video yes um Christine uh, asked a question, said, wait, did they really say they're from Japan? Which is a weird thing because even for us, whenever people ask us where we're from, it's a very weird answer for us to give. Okay, but we'll get to that in a second. And at which point I said, yes, we live in Japan. And then she wrote back and she said, Simon Artina, I live in Japan too, but I won't ever say that I'm from Japan because I was born and raised in America, Mm -hmm. which is a very good point. Uh, We were born and raised in Canada. Mm -hmm. Should we say that we're from Canada or not? It just depends on what you view the word Mm -hmm. from as. Mm -hmm. I guess uh, one of the big things we should probably lay down first Mm -hmm. is that if I'm in Canada Mm -hmm. and someone asks me where I'm from, um, I would say that Mm -hmm. I'm Canadian, Mm -hmm. um, but I currently live in Japan. That's how I would answer that question. But when we're overseas and like if we're in Rome or Uh if we're in Sweden or if we're somewhere where people think that you're from Canada, uh-huh. I can't say that I'm from Canada right mm-hmm. away because it means to them yeah. that you are visiting from Canada. Right. We're not trying to say that we are Japanese. No. There's a difference. Right. I'm not saying I am Japanese and they're like, you look like you're a white girlfriend. I'm right. like, no. I'm saying, where are you from? I'm from Japan. I've yeah. flown in from That's Japan. That's where I flew from. Yeah. That's where my home is. That's yes. where I live. That's where my community is. Yes. And then everyone will always have a laugh. Uh-huh. And then, which I'm always feel bad yeah. for all those people that are actually white and from Japan. Right. There's not a lot of them, but there yeah. are people there's who some. Were, were born in Japan. There are dozens of them. There's t- at least handfuls of them. <laughs> but it's, I feel bad because they're like such a, such an extreme <laughs> right. minority, like fluent Japanese speakers that grew up in Japan out right. of high school. Right. And everyone's like, where are you from? And you're like, I'm Japanese. And they're like, okay, crazy. Sure you are, buddy. Poor I know it must happen. Yeah, it's not us. Um, Uh So then they have a laugh and they say, where are you from? And we say, oh, well, we're Canadian. Uh And then they go, oh, okay. We were in Canada a long time ago. Yeah. And Mm -hmm. so we say we're we're Canadian. And then we say, but we've been living overseas now for like Mm -hmm. over 10 years now. Right. And then it gets a conversation rolling. Mm -hmm. Um, So I just wanted to clarify that this is not us saying that... We are Japanese people. No, we are. Huge difference. We are definitely not Japanese people of a Japanese race with Japanese blood. Yes. But after living here for a few years, there are many things that have changed us from who Mm -hmm. we were before. I remember in our last year. And this is where we want to change the conversation to topic of um, 
the world around you and how does it shape you? Right. Yeah. When we were in Korea, our last year there, we did a video saying like, how have we become more Korean? Mm -hmm. And there are many things that have changed our personalities mm -hmm. and our like worldview and, and our ideas mm -hmm. that don't necessarily align with who we were when we were in Canada mm -hmm. or even who a lot of Canadian people are. Mm -hmm. Because I find now that whenever we visit Canada, kind of when we first visited Korea, there was like a wide eyed kind of like, wow, look at all this is so bizarre. Look at so all this. Like, yeah. look, everything was so different. Like, look at all the lights here. Like, look at how everyone's dressed. And it's bizarre. And now when we go back to Canada, we feel that mm -hmm. exact same thing yep. when before we didn't so i don't necessarily think that we associate with canada that well even though it's a part of who we are mm -hmm. i want to say like that is my identifying thing and i know that this sounds so hippy dippy mm -hmm. to some people like i identify as a, like an attack copter i don't want to get into that but i think for us we mm -hmm. have a bizarre situation in which i don't know the clear answer well i i don't think there is a clear answer i i think that though it would be personally a disservice to the country mm. that we lived in, right. um, Korea, I mean, yeah. to say that it didn't impact us in some way. Of course. I, I, when Simon and I got married, we were living in Canada, mm -hmm. and then we didn't even finish a full year of marriage before we... My mm -hmm. phone is muted, sir. I don't know why this is happening. Did you put on Do Not Disturb? It's not on mute anymore. That's what's happening. It's back. It's back on mute. It's, Angie, it's, come on. Come on, Korea. Angie. Jeez right. Louise, sending me Latin music pop recommendations because I asked for it. All Gosh, right. girl. I really wanted Latin pop music recommendations. Focus, girl. Um, when we first moved to Japan or uh -huh. Korea, yeah. we we had our first year anniversary together. Right. At the Home Plus Diner. Yes. Remember? In a Bennigan's. Because we didn't know that it was not Korean. We didn't right. know it was American. Right. Because we're not from America. We're from Canada. We have mm -hmm. different chains. Mm -hmm. And we went in there. We celebrated. And mm -hmm. then we spent the next seven to eight years of our entire married life together yeah. living in Korea. Right. We learned another language. Mm -hmm. We learned how to read it. We right. went to restaurants that had not a splash of English on the wall. Right. And we ordered like it was a normal place to us. Yeah. It became a, our local diners. Right. We became friends with the Ajumas that lived there. Yeah. We slowly started to change the way we looked, not on purpose. Yeah. But slowly over time, I started to use BB cream. Well, what is this BB cream everyone's talking right. about? I wore a lot of BB cream yeah. before also. And I wasn't the only guy to that does it lots of men yeah most in men korea. in korea wear BB while cream. in canada i don't know a single guy mm -hmm. that puts on any bb cream mm -hmm. so well, like personally in his friends personally group, yeah in my, in my friend circle yeah right but so what i find interesting about it is that those were kind of the tipping points when i noticed our comment sections changing a bit right i think that when we started to tip over and be a little bit more uh, really into Korean culture mm -hmm. is when people started to say some negative things. Right. Like we look weird uh -huh. or like we're wearing too much BB cream or right. like real men don't wear BB cream. Right. And that's when I remember you questioning it and going, uh -huh. I don't understand this. Like I look around in in Korea yeah. and all these men are real men, yeah. whether they're straight or gay. And right. a lot of them, almost all of them are wearing BB cream. Right. So your perception of a real man in Korea is a yeah. man who takes care of himself, yeah. who grooms. Right. Who has very Face good cream, hygiene. Yeah. I'll, I'll tell you one of the things that I'm kind of scared to say mm -hmm. about like one of the things that shocked us when we were in Canada. Are you going to say it on the internet for all to yes, hear? Yes, I am. Because, oh my God. Okay, Bravery, so here we go. If this doesn't work, we're just going to cut it out. So here goes. <laughs> you and I were like, it was our first couple of days in Canada like mm -hmm. when we were back for the funeral. And mm -hmm. like I went to a Starbucks mm -hmm. uh, and Starbucks doesn't have cheap drinks. Starbucks is expensive. And I saw a guy walk in there that looked homeless mm -hmm. like he like he hasn't taken care of himself in a long time like he was completely bedraggled his hair was all over the place yeah, his beard was growing out and right like, it wasn't 
trimmed. You know? His clothing was just like falling apart. But he went in there and he ordered a huge latte. And then he got back into his like huge expensive new truck and drove off. And I thought, oh, it's not. It's just the rugged look, I guess. Is that like Canadian style? Or maybe that's just him. But it wasn't just him. I saw lots of other people that I thought were very slovenly and unkempt. I didn't think that in Canada before. Mm-hmm. I thought this is just like a rugged man. Or it's just Canada. It's I, just, I never thought about how people Canada, dressed. It was just right? the way that we all dressed. I didn't have those perceptions until I lived in a country where men take very good care of themselves. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. And I think that a lot of the people that are like outsiders, like in Canada or America, that were looking at me starting to take good care mm-hmm. of myself. They're like, what's wrong with this person? Right. Because it doesn't identify with what they see as masculine or feminine. Exactly. And then for you to admit that you like pop music, uh-huh. which is something that you would never do in North America, like imagine. Imagine a, uh-uh. and I'm saying this in a loving way. Imagine mm-hmm. a straight man mm-hmm. saying to his friends that he loves Justin Bieber. Mm-hmm. He thinks he's great. He thinks he's got a great voice and he's extremely moving mm-hmm. and like fun to listen to. People mm-hmm. would be like, what's wrong with you? And they would call him all types of horrible names because mm-hmm. people are insecure mm-hmm. in North America. Mm-hmm. But in Asia, it's normal like for a guy to say, oh yeah, I like Girls Generation or mm-hmm. like they're a bunch of hot girls or yeah, K- mm-hmm. Big Bang's really cool. Right. Not everybody in Korea was into pop music. I'd like to mention that. A lot of people we met did not like K-pop at all Mm -hmm. because it is, once again, just popular music. Right. But they weren't afraid to say, oh, yeah, Yeah. Big Bang's really cool. Right. There are a lot of men here in Japan that love Japanese pop music. Yeah. And they go to, like, see, like, their huge lines of men. Like, for those of you that are part part of of our Rainbow Ladder support team, they saw the video of men lining up to meet, like, Japanese Mm -hmm. female idols. Mm -hmm. Like, men are really into that here. Are we to say those aren't real men? Yeah. And I just think that what we're what uh-huh. we're trying to get at is that um, probably that I'm going to sneeze into the mic. That's what we're getting at. Okay. Well, you sneeze off mic, and <laughs> and, and I'll, I'll I'll go back to another comment we have. <laughs> In one of our videos, I'm done. We wound up saying that we're European. Like yes. There's like a European side to us that yep. really likes some European foods. I think and we were talking about lunch meats or something. Yeah. And we mentioned like how like. Because we're European, right. we, we know our lunch meats. And a person's like, "Wait, you're European? I thought you're Canadian." Well. To to be fair, both of my parents are Polish. Yeah, uh, and they, they weren't ha- born in Canada. They weren't born in Canada. They moved to Canada, and then I was born in Canada, and I was raised Polish. Like Polish is my first language. I'm not that great at it anymore because I barely have any practice, and mm-hmm. I stopped learning it when I was a kid. Mm-hmm. But I, when I was in Canada, I never identified as Canadian. I mm-hmm. always said that I was Polish first, living in Canada. Mm-hmm. So where does that? tie into any sense of identity and i think maybe canada is very different than america because american identity is like you're american you're american doesn't matter what Mm. you were before you you kind of take on a new identity when you move there they're like i remember in canadian elementary schools it was always said that like oh my god canada's the tossed salad and america's the melting pot did anybody else hear this canada is the mosaic it's the mosaic Mosaic. of different cultures while in america they all boil you down and make you into american American. like when you arrive you're like i'm american while canada's like Mm. we don't mind that you're Indian or mm. you're Italian or you're from China or mm. you're whatever, you, but you're also Canadian and but I, it's not one or the other. And I think that this sense of like cha- like mixed identities like within Canada like and this lack of strong nationalism mm-hmm. leads to us ha- now having mixed identities as well. Mm-hmm. Like you and I are like, we're very like European and Canadian. Mm-hmm. I grew up with a lot of island culture. I have a lot more black family relatives than yeah. I do non-black family yeah. relatives. And we don't think about that. That's I don't just think your family. About that, but that's a part of like who I am. Yeah. Living in Korea now, living in Japan, and where we're going to live next is also going to change mm-hmm. who I identify as. I also think that there is probably a biological level as well that we're not really discussing, okay. which is that um, we've talked 
sometimes about how like we crave rice now and yeah. rice is something that we find comforting right? right you never could have ever convinced me my first three to four years in, in korea uh-huh. that i would ever find rice comforting right i always missed bread mm-hmm. non-stop mm-hmm. where's the freaking bread what right. kind of meal is this with no bread and yeah. i wouldn't eat the rice sometimes and our our teachers would always be worried that like we didn't eat enough of the rice mm-hmm. which is the meal but let me tell you it is turned on its head now my gosh. i rarely want bread no if i if i have bread bread's a treat yeah we're like maybe we should have some bread Ooh, Ooh. Why don't you go with some bread, girl? And we'll buy four slices. Like, yeah. ooh, and we're like, ooh, too much bread. We won't yeah. finish it all. Right. In North America, we were like buying loaves. We, we consisted off of sandwiches yeah. when we were growing up I as kids. I barely, I don't ever remember cooking rice as a kid. No, I had minute rice where you add it into a yeah. cup. Oh, so shameful. Yeah. And you put it into a container and then you add water and you put no. the lid on it and it's one minute and then you fluff it. It's white, totally useless, no vitamins. Uh-huh. And then I would make stir fry and put it on top. Wow. No, I never touched that stuff. Oh. I only touched macaroni and cheese and bread. Like that's that's the extent of my grains, yeah. you know? No, but that's true. And so for me, I'm saying biologically, mm-hmm. now that we've lived overseas for a certain amount of times, mm-hmm. I do believe that our taste buds and our tongues have also changed. Right. And if you don't change, mm-hmm. like we know people who, and I'm sure you all know people like this, who yeah. live in korea or japan that despite living there for some amount of time Uh only stick to foreign food right i'm not judging them for that some people don't want to introduce a new culture they They don't want to abandon their own culture they want to like remember who they are so so they they tend to hang out in the foreign neighborhood Mm -hmm. they tend to have foreign friends they only listen to the music that they listen to growing up they don't adopt new environments and whatnot and and that's okay that's your jam Uh i just think that you're kind of missing out you're missing out on the point right. of like going overseas, but that's mm-hmm. fine. It's your choice. But for us, we did not do that. We yeah. abandoned that stuff yeah. right away. We had foreign friends, yeah. but we were never interested in hanging out in foreign neighborhoods mm-hmm. or eating foreign food, despite all the people online that would be like, I bet you they ask for the English menu. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, we don't, but you know, be angry. I remember something really kind of like clued in for me as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, we recently ate at Saito Sushi again. Mm-hmm. Um, we have a reservation there for every seven months or so. Once a year. <laughs> Once a year. We say <laughs> down to Saito's yes. we go. And you, I remember you had a very good piece of tuna. And then when you, did you just spray water all over yourself? You can't those even of you, see it. Those of you that aren't watching the video, you're missing out here. Um, Martin, how would you get water up your nose? I just took a sip of water and it ricocheted off at the angle and it went up my nostril point is you had a very very good piece of uh nigiri that time yeah and you got moved to tears yes. you got very emotional i did not because we're it was hipsters Ohada. that were like oh my god i love food so much but because we didn't have really good japanese food in a long time yeah, i really like, missed it we were in canada for your dad's funeral and then we were in barcelona and when we were in barcelona we went to a very famous restaurant mm-hmm. uh by like one of the most famous chefs in the world and we went to like they had an episode in Chef's Table. We went there. It was all right. It was it was good. There's some things I really liked, but nothing really moved me. But when yeah. we were at Saito Sushi, I was moved with every piece. Mm-hmm. And those are the flavors that I crave Shinji. that I that I lack. Mm-hmm. I, so not that I lack that I love. Mm-hmm. And so that you were missing. That lack I was is missing like, you're like, out on. Right. Like we felt that like emptiness for it because we've lived here and mm-hmm. because that's now part of like what we like. Those are our our tastes, our flavors, our, our preferences, foods. our comforts. Yeah. These are the things that matter to us now. Yeah. And, and, and it's strange that these kind of things shift because I mm-hmm. think that's why I'm starting to get an understanding for army bases. Mm-hmm. So we've met a lot of friends and had a lot of friends on different army bases around Korea and Japan. Mm-hmm. And I understand why there's a consistent need for um, having the sameness uh-huh. because I think it would be really hard if you're growing up on an army base, like uh-huh. there's a lot of kids that are born there. Mm-hmm. And if they had to constantly move from country to country to country right. with no consistent base of a comfort food or yeah. 
identity, Mm -hmm. I think it will be really hard. And so when you visit an army base, they always look like you're stepping into North America Mm -hmm. and it's very um, jarring. It's very disconcerting when you step there. Because you can't see over the walls. So for those of you that haven't been, you don't know how much you cross over and go, there's bus stops and elementary schools that smell like elementary schools yeah. like we're having flashbacks and like chilies yeah and yeah. taco bell like mm-hmm. and and the grocery stores are just a normal and we say normal because to mm-hmm. us that was the norm yeah i believe that there is an importance for that which is what we experienced in canada well i especially think so on the military base if yeah. you're there like on the presupposition of like being ready to fight a war mm-hmm. you have to be sh- like have a strong belief in what you're fighting for this mm-hmm. is where nationalism has to really come in and believe yeah. like this is like i'm trying to defend america it's a lot easier for you to do that if you feel like you are steeped in America yeah, still. Yeah, it's your own country. So yeah. you're recreating that environment mm-hmm. at every base you try okay, to go to. Okay, we're going down a different path, okay, Simon, it's a, it's about nationalism. But that's not what we're talking about. What mm-hmm. I'm trying to say is I understand that because yeah. we haven't had that for around 11 years now. Yeah, yeah. For 11 years, we didn't have the creature comfort of Canada. Mm-hmm. I I craved mac and cheese. Yeah. I missed cornflakes and stupid raisin brands with yeah. those awful overly sugared raisins. Uh-huh. And we wanted breakfast so badly and I would make sausages from scratch. Uh and we did everything to try to like keep that comfort while we were experiencing this new environment Uh but then there was a point where we just said you know what? I don't need this blankie anymore. Right. Like we're going to be I living. I don't need my blankie I don't anymore. Need my blankie. I'm, I'm a, a big, big girl. girl. <laughs> yeah. Well, for us, and I'm not trying to say anything about the army bases regarding this because I'm saying that's a different reason for that. Mm-hmm. For us, we realized we were staying in Korea mm-hmm. and we were like, no more. No more of this like, ew, I can't have curry for breakfast. Mm. Or like, ew, I can't have an, an egg that's raw. Like we just had to toss everything out the window and mm-hmm. say, let's start eating some fried collagen. Right. Like, do you remember how much we hated collagen? We did. Fried when we first came to Korea. I know. The, the texture alone was make, like Ugh, and we now, did a whole video about how gross it was. Yeah. Now I'm totally down. Love for that, it. Right. Delicious stuff. You got to get, you got to feel it. You got to get part of that culture and go, wow, I really miss kimchi. Like we so, keep kimchi in our fridge every day. You know, the the question of where we're from doesn't have an easy no. answer, but I think the very act of questioning it does like kind of pose an answer as to like who we are and, and where we are globally. And the idea that like not every country is like, set up with walls not everybody's their own distinct culture mm-hmm. every culture borrows from other each other yeah. there's nobody that's purely original there's no true nation that you're from everybody keeps on blending everyone's going to keep traveling yeah. we're going to keep learning their people in america now they're listening to korean pop music that wouldn't have listened to that 10 or 15 yeah, they wouldn't years have even ago. they wouldn't have been able to find it like right. without the new tools that have come out like mm-hmm. if it wasn't for youtube uh-huh. k-pop never would have made it to america yeah because there would be no way for you to get a k-pop cd without going to korea Mm -hmm. And why would you go to Korea if you don't like anything about it yet? Right. But when you get to know K-pop, then you say, I want to go to Korea or mm-hmm. you get to know Korean food because people left Korea, came to your country, right. opened a Korean restaurant up. You tried it and you said, I want to visit that country. Mm-hmm. That's what we did when you met your teacher who was from Koreatown. Yeah. You were well, like, I really like Korean food. I like he introduced me to some great Korean students yeah. who were like studying and being a lot better behaved than my Canadian students. <laughs> Who are just so challenging. And I thought, if I'm a teacher and I want to do some fulfilling work, let me go to a place where like the students are going to be a lot nicer. Yeah. And I took my services there and I had a good time yeah. being able to do that. Yeah, exactly. You know? And for me, look what happened. Mickey came from Japan mm-hmm. and she introduced me to Japanese culture. Mm-hmm. She said, this is what I eat for lunch. It's right. onigiri. And I'm like, what is that? Mm-hmm. And then we got to know each other's culture. Right. And I had a really actually touching moment with Mickey. Um, oh, yeah. I loved this. Yeah. We didn't share it with you guys at the time because I was way too sobby and choked 
up about it. Right. Let's see if I can make it through. You got um, this. But after my dad passed away, mm-hmm. uh, Mickey sent me a lot of messages. Like we keep in touch on on online. the internet, yeah. online, yeah. the app. The yeah. app. Yeah. And uh, she sent me this big stream of thought that she said she is really sorry for sending, but she was just kind of crying and thinking about my dad because to her, she also grew up with my dad. Mm-hmm. Like I grew up with her family. She grew up with mine. Mm-hmm. And she sent me all these really positive memories. Um, and then after the funeral, Mickey came by the house to see if she could do anything to help us out. Mm-hmm. And she had brought with her um, a giant care package. And mm-hmm. in it, she explained to us all the strange things that she had packed. And mm-hmm. she had packed these buns, mm-hmm. um, this big bag of like six cheese croissants or something. Mm-hmm. And she goes, when I was a kid um, on Sunday, uh, we all went to Buns Masters, which is like a bakery. Right. And it was the first time I had ever had a cheese croissant. And your yeah. dad let me have it. Yeah. And, like gave it to me. And I was like, wow. And she's gone there ever since, mm-hmm. like to buy her, you know, her Kaiser buns or whatever we do, right? Mm -hmm. And then she said, this is a can of chunky soup. Mm -hmm. She said the first time she had it was when my dad made a bowl for us. Mm -hmm. The two of us ate it and Mickey was like, I love this. Mm -hmm. And it was just a canned good. But it's the same reaction I had to onigiri. Uh I was so like, wow. And Mickey's like, who cares? It's just that. And she had all these things. She got us roast chicken from Costco, which reminded her of my dad. She got you like pea soup, canned pea pea soup, soup. habitat. Like she, like that's like, because your family introduced that to her. Yeah. And your family has had an impact in her. And then her mom made Made me onigiri. Oh my gosh! And it was great. And I, box of them. I hoovered those. I was like, they're made with love. I knew that every time Martina saw them, that she'd cry. So like, I just got to eat as many as there were like twenty four of them. I'm like, okay, Mrs. Timida, there's three of us left here, but okay. But I, I think the whole point of this is identity is something that people strongly hold on to. Yeah. And they say, I identify as this or that or this. When I think you really just have to be open to going to new places, having new experience. Mm-hmm. And questioning your identity and mm-hmm. letting your like barriers be like dropping your barriers a bit and taking in as much of other places as you mm-hmm. can. And then you won't necessarily identify with one country over another. You'll identify with mm-hmm. many more people than, and you could empathize with many more people, understand many more people than just yourself mm-hmm. and the people that you've grown up with. And I, and I wouldn't say that this is a disservice to mm-hmm. the country you're from. We're not yeah. saying forget that country. No. Like, I don't think you should replace one for another. No. I've seen people do that and that's not right. right. Where they try to like abandon their past country and they go like, this is me now. And everyone's yeah. like, that's weird. Cause it's not, uh-huh. don't, abandon it yeah. but add to it yeah. you're so capable of growing and having more great things yeah. be a part of you you know reading more books learning mm-hmm. information yeah. accepting different people's like sexuality you yeah. can you can do this it's yes. capable humans are very you know? malleable yeah and we can constantly grow and change and thrive mm-hmm. and we just have to give ourselves the opportunity to do so and i hope that these videos and podcasts can inspire you to do the same yeah so guys let us know what you think about this thought in the comment section below uh-huh. um i feel like i can hear our cat meowing outside the door oh fat boy but okay, we, have, you we have sound blocking headphones on so okay. i just hear the piteous little <laughs> it looks like it's so i'm gonna go let him in thanks for listening thanks for listening everyone. guys and let us know what you think in the comment section below happy sure. week everyone take care bye